Welcome to the Quoting and Reporting Learning Module. I'm Till Turner, and I'm going to step you through this very easy tutorial so that you will be able to do quoting and reporting uh, very easily the next time you need to. A uh, couple of things you need to keep in mind uh, when doing quotes and reports is that you have a quote and you have an attribute. As you can see in sentence one, we have a quote, I start my new job tomorrow, and we have an attribute, said Matthew. Uh, notice where the commas are. The commas come immediately after the quote and always before the attribute, like in, in sentence one. But what happens if your attribute comes first, like in number two? Then the comma comes immediately after the attribute, like Matthew said, comma, I start my new job tomorrow. And what happens if the attribute interrupts the, a sentence? Well, then you have, I start my new job, comma, unquote, said Matthew, the attribute, then another comma, and then new quotations to finish out the sentence. Look at number four. Uh, try it for yourself. Uh, it needs quotation marks and commas. Decide where the punctuation should be. Um, and then in about a minute, you'll see the correct version. Did you get this right? You have, my teachers are very helpful, which would be your quote. So you have a comma after helpful. You have the quote and, un and end quotes. And then you have your attribute, said the student. Let's go on to the next part. Well, we still have more to do. Look at this quote up above. Is that all, the student asked? Do you notice anything different about that sentence? Well, very good. Notice that there's no comma. Uh, the rule is that if you have an exclamation mark or a question mark in your quote, you do not place a comma at the end of the quote. If that's a little bit confusing, then look at sentences five and six. Be careful, yelled, yelled the fireman. Notice there's no comma after be careful. Or number six, did you register for classes? Asked the financial aid officer. There's no comma after the quotation mark. Now you try it. Look at sentence seven. See if you can put the correct punctuation in quotations here. Did you get this right? Yes, you have. You graduated last year, didn't you? asked Nathan. Notice there you would not want to put a comma after the question mark. Let's keep moving on. Another two more points you need to think about. Um, if you're asking someone about a quote, then the question mark is outside of the quotation mark. Look at sentence eight. Did you know Robert said the economy is getting better? Now if you're confused about this, remember Robert did not ask a question. Okay. 
You are asking someone else if they know about Robert's statement. Robert's statement was, the economy is getting better. So the quote does not belong to Robert. It belongs to the question you are asking somebody. So that's why the quotation mark is outside, or the uh, um, question mark is outside of the quotation. Look at sentence 9. Notice how we have the weather is getting warmer, said the meteorologist, but it's a good idea to prepare for cold weather. In this case, you need to place a period after the attribute, start a new quote, and capitalize the first letter of the succeeding quote. That's because you have two sentences that the meteorologist is saying. So the weather is getting warmer is the first sentence. Then we have the meteorologist as the attribute. And then we have the second sentence. So the second sentence has to be punctuated as a completely new quote. Now, reporting. This is where some students have a lot of difficulty, but it can be easy if you remember a couple of things. You will need to have a basic understanding of noun clauses. Noun clauses can function oftentimes as subjects or as objects, and it can be a little confusing sometimes because there are multi-words, uh, meaning that noun clauses, like all clauses, have a subject and a verb. So you will need to review a little bit of noun clauses, but we'll make it easy for you in this video. The second thing you need to be aware of is backshifting verbs. You go, oh my gosh, what's backshifting? Backshifting verbs means that a present tense quote can become a past tense report, and a past tense report can become a past perfect uh, report. But we'll show us two examples about this. And third, you have to decide if the report is soon or long after the quote. It makes a difference. If I say something and you immediately tell somebody what I said, you probably are not going to change the tense of the verbs. But if you tell somebody perhaps a week later what I said, you'll need to change the tense. And fourth, you need to know when to change pronouns and adverb material. Well, let's look at sentence 10. <clears throat> Here is a very standard quote. The professor said he would read my essay by the next day. Well, if you look at the sentence a little closer, notice there are no quotes. The verb to say is in the past tense, and so is will. The original quote for this, for number 10, was 11. So this is what the professor actually said. The professor said, comma, quote, I will read your essay by tomorrow. So if you were to tell someone else, like another student, maybe three or four days later, what your professor told you, you would say number 10. The professor said he would read my essay by the next day. Let's go to the next one. The original words spoken by the professor were, I will read your essay by tomorrow. But the report changes a few elements to become that he would read my essay by the next day. And the first change is, I becomes he, now you're referring back to the professor. The second change is will read becomes would read. That's the backshifting. Do you see that? Will read becomes would read. And the third is by tomorrow becomes by the next day. Think about this. If, if you are reporting this quote of your professor three days later, tomorrow wouldn't make any sense. But you'd have to just refer to that as like the day after the, the uh, professor made the quote, so the next day or the following day. 
So let's look at each change. Since the professor was referring to himself, he used I in his quote. He was referring to the student using your. Next, the professor used by tomorrow to refer to the day after his quote. Therefore, if he made his statement on Monday, he was referring to Tuesday. Last, he used will read to refer to the future at the time of his statement. The person or the student who reported the quote was referring to the professor and used he. Next, he or she was referring to his or her own essay and used my. Last, the person reporting used the next day. The reason is the report was not made on the same day as the quote. If the report was made very soon after the quote, it would look like number 12. The professor says that he will look at my essay tomorrow. You can understand that? Let's say you told your friend on the very same day you talked to your professor, you can say tomorrow because your report and the professor's quote were at pretty much the same time. This is a chart that is very, very helpful. You can refer back to this as many times as you need to. It gives you some examples of quotes with the reports, with the reasons for the changes. Let's just look at the first one together. She said, I like dancing. The report would be, she said she liked dancing. And the reasons for the changes, like backshifts to liked. Now, even if the person, of course, is still your friend or you still know this person, that doesn't matter. The fact is, for non-immediate reporting, for in other words, for a report that you might make several days or weeks or months later, you would use this kind of report. But look at the next table for examples with immediate reporting. Notice that we don't change the tense. Um, that we have changed the tense, but now it's in present tense. She says, not she said, but she says, I like dancing. So if you report that, for instance, the same day, you would say, she says she likes dancing, not she said she liked dancing, as we have in the top. So this is a chart you need to go back to occasionally because there is a difference between reports you make further in the future, which is non-immediate, and reports that you make pretty soon after a quote. Well, let's try a quiz. You have some quotes and reports below. See if you can try to correct each one. Uh, the next slide will show you the correct answers. And remember to use quotation marks, commas, question marks, and periods.
Give yourself another minute and then we'll go on to the answers. All right, let's go to the answers. Does this look good? Yeah, my grades are a lot better this semester, said Ellen. So what is your quote? My grades are a lot better this semester, comma, said Ellen, and that would be our attribute. Number two, if you, have, if you save uh, money, my mother said, you can buy the computer you want. Notice how we have the attribute, my mother said, is interrupting the sentence. So you'll need to put that in the middle with if you save money, comma, my mother said, comma, you can buy the computer you want. And notice that you'll need to start and stop the quotation marks uh, before and after each section of the sentence. Number three, the professor says that he would meet with me tomorrow. You have a couple of choices here. You could say the professor says that he will meet with me tomorrow for immediate reporting, or the professor said that he would meet with me the next day for non-immediate reporting, like maybe two or three or four days later. And how about four? Have you seen any movies lately? My friend asked. Well, now you have the question mark, right? So again, you won't have any commas. And then last week, my doctor said he is going to be out of town. Um, so now we have to make sure we backshift this verb. Last week, my doctor said he was going to be out of town. Thank you, and I hope this helped a lot. Happy reporting, and use the video as much as you need.